This is the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the inside track on Liverpool FC's next opponents. Hello and welcome to the latest Behind Enemy Lines podcast from the Blood Red channel with me, Matt Addison. Ahead of Liverpool versus Bournemouth at Anfield on Saturday lunchtime, I have the Bournemouth Echo sports reporter Tom Crocker on the line to discuss all things cherries ahead of that clash. Tom, thanks for joining me. How are things for you? Afternoon, so yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's uh, all, all going okay. Obviously, being in the bottom three is not great, but looking forward to the trip this weekend. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get started straight away with that trip that you mentioned and, and dive into what has been a, a fairly difficult campaign so far for Bournemouth. I think for for me, watching on from the outside, Eddie Housman have, have found it quite tough this year. Would would that be a fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, uh, there were high hopes going into the campaign. I think Eddie said plenty of times how he thinks when everyone's fit, it's the strongest squad that he's had, and obviously. The results show that's not quite the case. They've not had everyone fit as they'd hoped. And, yeah, it's been a been a struggle at times. They seem to have hopefully got over the worst of it now in terms of performance. It seems to have picked up, but they're still, because of the troubles earlier in the NL, they've sort of caught up them a little bit. And now they're in the bottom three, and I think it's going to go right down to the wire whether they stay up or not. Yeah, certainly uh, one of the teams that I've had my eye on going into this season. I didn't think Bournemouth would be anywhere near going down and, and relegation and that sort of thing. But... What were the uh, the expect- expectations locally sort of heading into the season? Was, was this what you expected or has it been a shock? Uh, yeah, so it's been a bit of a shock really. I think the like I said, expectations were really high. Obviously, they dipped off towards the end of last season. So the sort of the, the poor form has gone back pretty much a sort of a calendar year really. But with the signings they made in the summer, keeping hold of pretty much everyone they wanted to as well was a big thing. And they went into with a, a really strong squad. It looked like this could be the time maybe they try and push into the top 10 again and say so all the fans and everyone was, was pretty optimistic about how the season might go and they started really well I think they were up to third after winning at Southampton back in sort of I think September time I think and then it's just been yeah a real downward spiral it was really tough to to watch over sort of December and start of January but like I said it seems to have picked up a little bit now and all eyes now are just on trying to if they finish 17th it'll be a success now but it, from the start of the season it's been disappointing if you look at it from where the hopes were but um, I think when you look at look at how the season's gone you can sort of see why they've ended up in the position they're in and if they can just stay up now I think everyone will be relatively satisfied yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously very competitive down at the bottom. I, I've said many mm. times on, on this show that, that Norwich City have, have been fantastic and yet they find themselves right in there as well. And Do you think maybe the, the standard of, of the Premier League generally has, has not really played into Bournemouth's hands this season in that sort of sense? Um, yeah, I'd like to say that the teams down there, you look at obviously, obviously Watford's the main one from last week and then Norwich, like I say, have been decent all season. Bournemouth have only got one point from their two games against Norwich and only one point from their two games against Watford. So it's been the games against sides down and around them. Same West Ham as well, only one point against them. So that's been a big problem when they've played these teams around them. They've, they've not picked up the points and they've, they've done quite well against the teams up at the top, really, in, in general. They've picked up wins against Man United, Chelsea, teams like that. But but it's the games down around they're, they're losing points in those games and they're not being able to raise their game and they, they, those fixtures came at a time as well when, when they had the, the worst sort of injury crisis really so it's all sort of not playing their hands in that respect and I think now now the squad is getting back to a bit more normality and how, how it should be in terms of the injuries they yeah I say they seem to be playing better and you'd like to think now with the quality they've got that they might just about have enough to, to get up to stay up sorry but yeah, I think, like I said, the quality down there, some of these teams on their day when they turn up can beat pretty much anyone. So that's that's probably has had an effect, really. And he's got to hope that I think the home games in particular are going to be the ones where they need to need to get the big points against the sides around them because that's not what they've managed to do enough this season, really. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, thinking of Bournemouth, typically since they've been in the Premier League, you tend to think of them as being an attacking side, a side that scores mm. plenty of goals and, and concedes plenty too. But it, it doesn't seem to have clicked quite so well going forward this season as well. And, and Callum Wilson maybe hasn't been on, on fire as he was the season before. And Do, do you think there's maybe one thing that, that you'd pick out for the reason of, for Bournemouth's struggles or is it just an accumulation of things? Yeah, it's many things really. I think, like you say, Callum Wilson had such a great partnership with Ryan Fraser last season. That was one of the key things, and that just hasn't really clicked the season. Fraser's form has not been not been what it was, and he's very much looking like he's going to be leaving in the summer now. And I think there was a few months where he perhaps wasn't on top of his game. He seems to be getting back to it now. But yeah, that was a struggle. And then, like you say, Callum Wilson didn't score for a good few months, and there was a good good couple of months spell really where they just never looked like scoring a goal. I think they went to four or five games without scoring across the Christmas. When obviously the games came taken fast, and they had no no real subs to call on all the players were all the attacking players were injured and yeah it was, it was looking you couldn't see them scoring any goals I mean they went to West Ham and lost 4-0 went to Brighton and lost 2-0 within space of a few days and yeah confidence at that point was, was pretty low around the whole place really they are, they weren't in the bottom three um, for a lot of that time but the games when you went to watch it, like you say Bournemouth historically it was so good going forward and you'd always bat them to score a goal but that was a good spell where you didn't really see where the chances or the goals were coming and that was a real worry um, so I think the the injury played a big part in that in across a busy period. I think now, as I said before, now they're back. It's not really as much of an issue, but I think that was, that's was that been the, the killer factor, really, that and a couple of players from last season not really hitting heights of last season. I think those two things combined have, have really really the reason why they're, they're in the struggles they're in now, I think. Yeah, and on the flip side, recent blip aside, how impressed have you been with, with Liverpool this season? Yeah, very much so. I mean, it's relentless, isn't it, really? I think you look at some of their performances, you think that they're maybe riding their luck a bit, but I think if you keep winning right at the end of games, it's not, it's not lucky. It's just the mentality that's been in, within the squad. And you watch them, and even when they're losing, even when they're drawing a game, there's five, ten minutes to go, you very much expect them to go on and, and win it still. And that's pretty much what they've been doing every single week up until, obviously, the last last couple of games. But, um, yeah, I think they showed it, at, even at the, the, the reverse game at Bournemouth when it was 0 0 Half sort of half an hour in, it Bournemouth looked like they were doing okay, and suddenly, yeah, full hit and got a couple of goals, and it was pretty much game over from there. So that's what they've got in the in the squad. You can't, but you can't help but be impressed by what they've what they've been doing for the last sort of twelve months or so. Really, just winning, winning so relentlessly, and I say teams when they went up against them, I think didn't really believe they could beat them. Perhaps that a little bit has gone now. But I mean, even their record at Anfield is, is still things like three years, and since they've lost the league game, so it's near enough. So yeah, I think they've still very much got that that fear factor within them and yeah they've got a squad that you can see just when they even when they rotate the whole squad out for some of these cup games the players that are coming in they're still winning the game find their way to win the game and yeah I think you can't help but admire the, the work and the that they've that they've done there and, and the way they keep relentlessly winning games for the last year or so yeah, I think April 2017 was the last time Liverpool mm. lost at, at home in the Premier League. But you mentioned sort of Liverpool's recent struggles, and I very much put struggles in, in inverted commas <laughs> there. But uh, does that give the Cherries a little bit of hope going into Saturday's game? Um, I mean, it's, it's interesting because we asked some of the, the players about about how they'd try and approach the game. That was just before Liverpool lost to Watford. And I think you were looking at maybe the, you were looking more sort of the way West Ham went there and approached it and nearly got something from that game. and I think they felt that if they could go there and replicate that sort of performance, they could maybe cause some problems. But I think, like I say, that, that Anfield record is is something that's, that's got to give them just an extra boost every time they step out on that pitch. But I think, yeah, they've got a. I think it's the, if they have any chance, they've got to start well, and perhaps the fans will get on a little bit nervy if Liverpool fall behind early on. Um, but even so, I think it's going to be a particularly tall ask, just the way 
the way Bournemouth's games have been going recently. I think they, if they go behind, I think they've come from behind to win a game for in the league for going on for nearly two years now, a year and a half anyway. So I think it's going to be all down to the start, even more so than normal. If they can get an early goal, then maybe. But um, I think, yeah, I think for sure within the, within the camp, there'll be more confidence from, I think, naturally from the way Liverpool have obviously lost a couple of games in a row. But it's still going to be a massive, massive task to go out to Anfield and get anything, I think. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned the, the size of the task that, that faces Bournemouth and maybe earlier on in the season, this would have been a, a kind of free hit for those teams at, at the bottom of the table. Mm. But Bournemouth can't really treat it as that anymore, can they? Because they need the points. No, very much so. I mean, that's something that has been the clear message from the players and the management in the past week or so, that with 10 games to go now, they're in the bottom three. They need to be going looking at all these games as a chance to get points. And Liverpool have lost. They lost to Watford, who are another side down there. They scrape past West Ham or another side down with Bournemouth so I don't think they can really go there and just just yeah like say see it as a free hit I think the position they're in now at all of these 10 games needs to be looking at picking up points from and like you say they, they will get a little bit of confidence from how it's gone this week and if they can start well they might feel they've got a bit of a chance but um, say looking from how the season's gone it's difficult to, to see them coming back with anything but you just never know if they, if they can get in front and maybe just defend a little bit better than they have done in some of the key moments in the away games recently then then they might have a chance. But yeah, I think they, they need to very much be looking at each game. They need to be picking up something they can't afford to just... they got Man City away as well. So if they just write those two games off, suddenly you'd only have eight games to save yourself and it would look even more daunting, I think. So, yeah, they'll, they'll go up there. I'm sure they'll see they'd snatch your hand off for a point. Um, but whether they can produce the sort of levels that they've done in some of the home games recently, we'll have to, have to wait and see. But it looks from the outside as a, a pretty tricky pretty tricky ask this weekend, I think. In terms of the, the Liverpool players that Bournemouth will face at the weekend, which which ones are you most wary of? Of course, Mo Salah has a, a pretty good record in in recent times against you. Yeah, absolutely. I say you have to look at the obviously the front three. They're the ones that are going to be causing all sorts of damage. And it's like I said, defensively, Bournemouth have historically always always conceded goals. And yeah, the only way they're going to they're going to get anything, I think they're going to have to try and keep it relatively tight. So. Yeah, the three up front. Um, you'd imagine, obviously, they've got Champions League, haven't they, next midweek, I think, Liverpool. But you'd imagine the front three, Salah, Mane, and Firmino, will all, all play. And I think, um, you know, like I say, in that home game, it was... I'm trying to remember who scored. I think Salah did score, didn't he, in that game. I'm trying to remember. But, yeah, I think, obviously, Trent as well. Another, Trent Alexander-Arnold is another one who they're going to have to keep a very close eye on. And it'd be interesting to see exactly how Bournemouth line up to try and, try and keep those full-backs quiet. Because I think they're going to be key, as they always are. And... Yeah, I think it's all across the pitch. Whether I don't know whether Jordan Henderson will be back, but he seems to be a big miss in the last couple of games. But say so you, you can go through literally that once eleven and say which players you you're going to watch out for already. But yeah, I think Mane particularly impressed me whenever I watch him. So I think he'll be the one that um, that could well be the be the difference. And like I say, Salah always seems to score. So yeah, there's, there's plenty plenty of dangers in that team. But hopefully they'll try and not worry too much about them, or they could get quite daunted by. I think. And in, in terms of the Bournemouth players, which Bournemouth players should should Liverpool fans inside Anfield watch out for? Yeah, I say I think it could well be a, a big defence effort if they're going to get anything. So in goal, I think the player probably the player of the season so far has been Aaron Ramsdale, and there's calls for him to certainly among the Bournemouth fans to be part of the England squad for Euros. Whether it's a bit too early for him to wait and see, but I'm sure he'll have a busy afternoon. And, and Nathan Ake at the back as well. Those two are going to have to have the sort of performances they've been delivering for much of the season. If Bournemouth have any chance, and then. Going the other way, it'd be interesting to imagine they'll play generally on the counter-attack and the, the key man, I think, to that now he's back for again is, is Joshua King. He's obviously linked with, with Man United in the January window and 
he's offered them so much something so much different going forward. He's put pace and power and was, has been really impressive. He's come back to, to fitness, been playing largely out on the wing, which he prefers to play centre forward, but I think he'll probably be out on the wing again and that's probably going to be the their main outlet. So yeah, I think King, if he can perform as he as he has been the last couple of weeks, and if the those guys I mentioned at the back can produce the sort of performances they've produced throughout the whole season, then then that'll be the best chance I think for Bournemouth on Saturday. Certainly, Josh King has, has had some good games against Liverpool in the past. I can remember him scoring uh, the last time Liverpool drew with Bournemouth at Anfield. I think that was 2-2 on that occasion. So, yeah, certainly uh, a player to watch out for. And uh, before we move on to a, a couple of players with, with Liverpool links that I'd like to ask you about a little later on, uh, I'm just going to get your score prediction for, for Saturday's game, first of all. Yeah, so, like I said, I think it's going to be tough. I think the, the last five performances, I think there's been a lot of talk about that from Bournemouth's perspective. They seem to have turned a corner and, and be playing a lot better. They've picked up some points at home and the two away games, they've, they probably deserve something from now. They lost 3-0 at Burnley, but that was a sort of highly controversial game, really, where the, the, they had a couple of goals ruled out and deserve probably something from the day there. So they've played well in the last five weeks. I think that will be the the key thing to try and try and make sure they at least come away with a bit of pride from the game. They don't want to get hammered and then go into some big home games with that on the back. So I think we'll probably get get the win. Uh, we'll go for probably for a 2-0 to Liverpool, which we'll obviously, they need to get back to winning ways as well. And I think Bournemouth, if they can perform well, but come away with a defeat, I think they, they'll be able to just take that and, and move on really. Yeah, I'm sure Liverpool fans would, would certainly take that result. Uh, but yeah, away from the game, there's, there are a couple of players that I'd like to ask you about, as I mentioned. Yep. And firstly, Jordan Ibe. I mean, it, it's not really gone too well for him since he made that £16 million move. And the most recent news is that he's been banned from driving after crashing his Bentley into a coffee shop in London at 5am. So it, it, it all seems to be going wrong for him. Yeah, sadly, like I said, it's just a move that's, that's not worked out. He's obviously such a, such a talented player and there's plenty of excitement when he came down for what was a relatively big fee I think it was a record fee for Bournemouth at the time when they signed him so um, he obviously had his moments in the first the first couple of seasons but this season has been pretty much a write-off for him ever since that, that incident you mentioned I think came back in the summer and he's only played four games for Bournemouth since none since September and he's yeah just in with a 21 sound most of the time and his contract's running out in the summer so it looks very much like he'll be off uh, in the summer on a free um, if anything dramatic changes and it's, it's a shame it's just something that's, that's not worked out um, so he's got all the talent really but just not been able to, to back it up with sort of what's gone on off the field and when he's got chances hasn't really taken them all the time so it, yeah it's a bit of a crossroads for him in his career I think this summer where, where he ends up I'm sure I'm sure a club will take a punt on him because he's got that talent still with, if he doesn't deliver it often enough um, for Bournemouth but yeah it's hard to see exactly where I go I mean if he goes on hopefully a fresh start will do him good just somewhere completely new and have to impress again and I'm sure he has got the talent to do that but yeah like Bournemouth I think his time is very much coming to an end now which is a shame for him but like I said it's just it's not quite worked out that move for, as everyone had hoped it would have done Yeah I mean he's certainly a talented player and I'm pretty sure he was Bournemouth's club record signing when uh, when he yeah, first came he was, in yeah. I mean where where do you think he'll end up next do, do you think another Premier League team will, will take a gamble on him? I'm not sure I mean there's been plenty of links and stuff with Crystal Palace over the last year or so um, so it depends whether whether they see, see what's happened with like you mentioned with what happened with him this week now that's all cleared up and sorted maybe that will be a bit more attractive to everyone knows exactly what's going on with him now so possibly I know there's been links with Celtic as well um, I think now he's going to be available on a free transfer a lot more clubs will be interested in him when you look at whether 
it, it, I think it would be a gamble just from the fact he hasn't played at all this season really and didn't have a massive impact in the Premier League last season either. So it would be a gamble to do that. But on, on the talent, if you, I think a lot of managers will think maybe they can be the one to to get the best out of him. Um, looking at it from afar, you think maybe a Championship team might be more likely for for him to get going again. Um, but yeah, like you say, he's got the the talent is there, and if he can just apply himself to to use it, he can certainly still get. He's still got time on his side in terms of his age to get back on back on track. But yeah, it's going to be a, a big, interesting move for him this summer to see exactly who will who will come in for him. Definitely, still only 24 as well, so hopefully he mm. can get his career back on track. But uh, moving on to a, another winger in Harry Wilson, of course, on loan this season at Bournemouth from Liverpool. How would you uh, assess his season to date? Yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, there's a lot of eyes on him from Liverpool. He had such a good pre-season up there and did so well at Derby last year, I think. He's, he came in, there was a lot of excitement when he came in in the summer um, and he backed it up pretty much straight away with a couple of goals. Obviously, a brilliant one against Man City um, and got a couple of goals early on and the way the injury problems have been, especially on the wings, has pretty much been only two fit wingers all season. So he's been able to get a good run in the side and played in the vast majority of games. He missed three games with a or two games with an injury um, in the middle of December sort of time. But apart from that, he's played pretty much every week, apart from a couple of times when he's been on the bench. But yeah, he's, I think his seven goals are his second top scorer for Bournemouth. So without him, they'd be in, in real problems. So so seven goals from 23 games is pretty good considering as well, which is often forgotten. It's in his first season already in the Premier League so I think he's he's one that's got plenty of talent doesn't tend to to play a full 90 minutes that's maybe the one thing he can dip in and out of games a little bit that's probably the the one criticism but I think his goal record is is still pretty decent and yeah so when he when he is on form he does provide big impacts in games so he just sometimes maybe floats in and out of games a little bit too much but um, yeah he's been a really important player and I think he will be for the last sort of 9-10 games as well and, and once his loan spell comes to an end, I mean, Liverpool's price tag to, to let him go on a permanent deal is, is going to be fairly significant. Do you think it's mm. it's likely that, that Bournemouth will sign him on a, a permanent deal? Uh, obviously, they're going to have to be in the Premier League, I think, for us to have any chance at all of that. Um, it's going to be, I say, whether I think for him, he'd love to obviously go back and play for Liverpool if he can. But you look at the squad they've got there and the way they performed, it, it looks pretty tricky, but you, you never quite know. When he goes back there, I think he improved quite a lot this season, so he might go back and have a big impact there. So I think that'll probably be uh, his first task, you'd imagine. I mean, I spoke to Steve Cook actually about the Bournemouth defender about this last week and got a piece coming out on the Echo tomorrow about it. And he sort of said how he'd love him to, to be at Bournemouth, but he feels he's in a really good place to go back and maybe compete for Liverpool as well. So, so it's an interesting take from someone who's seen him every week and I think Bournemouth, if they could find a way to, to get him in, I think they'd probably look at it. But a lot will obviously depend on how these next few weeks go. So if they go down, I think there's next to no chance of it. If they stay up and Liverpool are keen to let him go, I'd like to think that I think he's Harry's Wilson. We've got quite a few sort of friends down in the, in the squad here. And I think Eddie, Eddie's obviously given him a good chance, good platform on the season. So if, if all those things could align and they could find a price that would work, I'm sure they they would look at it, but I think it's I think Harry Wilson would probably want to come back and see if he can get in the Liverpool squad first, and then maybe go from there. So I'm sure that'll sort of be worked out over pre-season whether Liverpool want to use him or not next season. Yeah, it's it's going to be a a really interesting pre-season for sure. But from what you uh, say, he seems to be doing really well, so that's fantastic to hear. Uh, really interesting yeah. stuff, Tom. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, appreciate your time, mate. Not a problem. Pleasure. 
And we'll be back with your regular Blood Red podcast on Friday evening, and then there will be all of your post-match content right here on the Blood Red channel. In the meantime, remember to like, subscribe, and leave a review of Blood Red wherever you get your podcasts from. That's all from me today. Thank you for listening, and we will be back very soon. You've been listening to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel.